eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Good morning. It's Tuesday, October 1st, and you are listening to the College Football Daily, dedicated to catching you up on and breaking down the day's college football news, all within 15 minutes or fewer. My name is Connor Tapp, and I'm joined today by 24-7 Sports College Sports Editor, Trey Scott. Trey, Tuesdays are always big injury news days as we get the first round of midweek press conferences on Monday afternoon. But let's start off today where it all began, at the birthplace of college football. I'm sure you already knew that Rutgers fired head coach Chris Ash on Sunday after an 8-32 record in four years, tapping Nunzio Campanelli as interim coach. And now begins what I think is going to be a kind of depressing coaching search. There's not a bleaker situation in the power five Rutgers ranks 58th in the 24 seven sports team talent composite. It has a yearly slate versus the powers of the big 10 East and has seen New Jersey's best recruits get pilfered by national powers in recent years. Yeah. It's a really, really big task ahead. And what do we know right now about kind of what qualities the Rutgers administration seems to value in their next head coach and the person that they think is going to be able to overcome all these obstacles? Yeah. So the Scarlet Knights say they want somebody with previous head coaching experience because the experiment to tab Ash uh, when he was the former Ohio State defensive coordinator, fell on its face. My thing is, since no up-and-comer would possibly take this job, that means retreads are going to get the call. Uh, the top candidate per just about everybody is Greg Schiano, who's had a pretty weird career path since leaving Rutgers in 2012, but he's obviously responsible for the best years in Rutgers history, and he knows better than anybody that challenges the Scarlet Knights' face. Like In 2002, he went 1-11. and by 2006, Rutgers was winning 11 games and was the talk of college football. Um, by the way, Shiano was on staff with the Patriots this year, his friend Bill Belichick, but there are reports he's already left as he eyes a Rutgers return. Got another really interesting name for you. CBS Sports' Dennis Dodd reports that, yes, Shiano's the top choice, but Butch Jones, <laughs> now an analyst at Alabama, after a very memorable Tennessee tenure, could also be in the mix. It, it sounds like this... Rutgers coaching search is all just an elaborate troll on Tennessee fans somehow. Uh, Trey, a thing that jumps out here, Chris Ash was 41 years old with no head coaching experience. At the time he accepted the Rutgers job back in December of 2014, Greg Schiano, Butch Jones, they're both in their 50s and between them have 24 years of head coaching experience. In Schiano's case, two of those were in the NFL. And you were kind of hitting on some u- unique circumstances at Rutgers. Maybe no up-and-comers want to take this job, possibly stake their career to the idea that they're going to be the ones to turn Rutgers around. So 
is it is it a situation we think where that is shaping this search or does Rutgers have a specific preference for going for a to, like kind of adding to this trend of retread head coaches where we've seen Les Miles at LSC, or Les Miles from LSU to Kansas and, and Mac Brown at UNC. Yeah, and Herm Edwards killing it. Right. Uh, Arizona State. That's a good point. I don't think that's the case, Connor, but like I think that will be interesting to track this this coaching search season because there are not that many great, hot, young, up-and-comer candidates that we've had in the past. The Tom Hermans, the Matt Campbells, the P.J. Flex, those guys are at jobs right now that they've kind of ascended to and won't leave for a while. I, I think with Rutgers, there's – but even if there were, not one of them would possibly take the Rutgers job. I think Rutgers knows that. I think Rutgers, this is just a simply a case of they can't get anybody who's not a retread. And that's where they're at right now. California Governor Gavin Newsom signed Senate Bill 206 into law on Monday. And for some reason, he did it on LeBron James HBO series, The Shop. The bill, which we've discussed extensively on a previous episode of the College Football Daily, go check that out in our archives for more, makes it illegal for California universities to punish NCAA athletes for profiting off of their name, image, and likeness. In other words, making the NCAA enforce the rules instead of having compliance offices do their work for them. So, Connor, this is all pretty messy in my head as I sort of untangle everything. I know the NCAA had previously threatened to make ineligible every athlete in California if this law were to pass. And since it did pass, what does the NCAA say now? So, I mean, uh, the big uh, a big thing to preface any conversation about this with is that this would not go into effect until 2023. So there's still plenty of time for the NCAA to change its position and maybe even see California modify its bill to uh, adapt to those changes. But the NCAA did put out a statement, perhaps striking a somewhat softer tone than they had previously. The statement says that the NCAA will, quote, consider next steps in California while our members move forward with ongoing efforts to make adjustments to the NCAA name, image, and likeness rules that are both realistic in modern society and tied to higher education, end quote. Uh, the NCAA did, however, maintain its complaint that California acting on its own and other states potentially following their lead makes enforcing the NCAA rules in conflict with those laws rather difficult. Uh, critics would say that, well, if the NCAA isn't going to take the lead on this issue from the top, then it falls to the states and the schools that reside within them to push forward on this issue. This is going to be such a mess. <laughs> yeah. We've got a little injury report now. Uh, two Power 5 quarterbacks out indefinitely with uh, Purdue's Elijah Sindelar probably out for the season after breaking his collarbone Saturday against Minnesota. And Cal's Chase Garbers sidelined by a shoulder injury he suffered Friday in that loss to Arizona State. But Coach Justin Wilcox says Garbers could possibly return by the end of the season. Yeah, for better or worse, Cal is looking like a, maybe a major player or at least a spoiler in the Pac-12 this year. So a lot could ride in the next couple of weeks on Devin Monster. What do we know about him? Well, he was pretty bad Friday against Arizona State uh, when Garbers got hurt. And I had the joy of watching that the whole thing. Uh, wow. He got hurt. Monster came in and was really inefficient. He was 5 for 14 with an interception. I think what's interesting here is that Garbers himself was a liability headed into the season. But he had started playing well and was coming off that four-touchdown performance versus Ole Miss. And in the preseason, if you had any expectations for Cal, 
you really didn't hinge much of it on their offense because it's the Cal defense. It's the Cal secondary and the linebacking play. That's, that's so good. But Garber's playing well had really lifted their ceiling all the way up to that number 15 ranking. I doubt they're going to you know, get higher than that now without him. Um, other items. Texas expects to have standout safety B.J. Foster back for West Virginia. And remember, the Longhorns are depleted in the secondary and face OU after this game. And speaking of the Sooners, running back Kennedy Brooks took that vicious late hit against Texas Tech, but is healthy to play against Kansas this weekend. Yeah, that hit to Kennedy Brooks' lower leg as the play was kind of headed out of bounds was delivered by Texas Tech defensive end Eli Howard. A replay of the collision went viral with many observers concluding that it was a dirty hit. Howard apologized after the game for the hit and agreed that it was illegal and dangerous, but ultimately insisted that it was not intentional. Uh, lastly, Notre Dame defensive end Dalen Hayes will take a redshirt season so he can return in 2020. Hayes suffered a torn labrum Saturday against Virginia. He has three tackles for loss this year, and he's going to be a really valuable readdition for the Fighting Irish next year. In the wake of Baylor's 23-21 win over Iowa State on Saturday, putting the Bears at a 4-0 start in Matt Rule's third year in Waco, Rule has put pen to paper on a new contract that extends its endpoint from 2023 to 2027. Yeah, pretty interesting. He flirted with the Jets last offseason. And two offseasons ago, he flirted with the Colts, despite really not doing much in that first year at Baylor. So the NFL is clearly into him. Uh, I think this kind of removes the possibility that he goes to another college job. We'll see if the NFL always looms, but good for Baylor locking their guy down. That's going to do it for today's episode of the College Football Daily. If you appreciate what we're doing, we ask that you do one thing this week to help us spread the word about the show. Whether that's telling a friend or family member that Trey and I wake up at 6 a.m. every weekday to make sure that you're all caught up on college football news, or, you know, simply leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. For Trey Scott and our producer, Tani Levitt, I'm Connor Tapp, and we'll see you bright and early on Wednesday for the next edition of the College Football Daily. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.